Welcome to the first episode of The Doctor Says. I'm Shreya. I'm Iman. And I'm Zalak. First and foremost, thank you all so much for being here with us on the very first episode of our first season, Pre-Med, Persistence, and Perseverance. So honestly, we're just going to jump right into the basic questions like who are we, how we met, and how we got to this exact point where we're sitting and talking into microphones at 11 p.m. I graduated from UT in May of 2021 with a degree in neuroscience and a certificate in the business of healthcare. And I met Iman and Zalik at UT my freshman year. Not at UT. Oh, you're you right. You were oh. my DMs. You it did. Was like it wasn't even, it was like April. It was April. It was April, yeah. And I was just like, this girl seems kind of cool. And then I Facebook messaged her and the rest is history. Fun <laughs> fact, me and Zalik were roommates all four years of college. Yes, yes, we were. Um, I'll go next. I'm Zalak. I also graduated from UT Austin with a major in public health and a minor in um, business foundations. I actually was a biology major and I ended up switching from public health because I was looking at my upper level courses for biology and I just was not interested in taking them. Iman, you have to tell us how you stuck through four years of bio, bro. Yeah, you really do because I literally could not and I ended up switching because I was like, I want to be learning about stuff that's actually applied to people and, you know, like the world. How is biology not applied to people? No, no, like, no, it's applied to people. I'm saying, like, not the science aspect of it. It was more about, like, global health, environmental health. It was more on a larger scale. Yeah, it was on a broader scale than biology was, you know, so. Would you recommend um, public health? I definitely would. I loved it. And the classes were really interesting, too. I, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Um, as we've established, I met Treya and Zeluk at UT. I was there for two years and then I transferred to Barnard College at Columbia. Um, as you know, I went ahead with the biology major for four years. I really enjoyed it. I went to a school in New York where we had to choose our majors early on. And when I took those biology classes, I thought I was gonna continue in college. So I had a fun time and I really liked my upper division classes too, like microbiology, animal behavior, virology. I thought it was pretty cool. And now that we're saying it out loud, it's cool to see that all three of us are different majors, like public health, neuro, and mm. biology. I have to say though, out of everyone that was bio coming into freshman year, I know you and one other person who stuck it through. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Props and to I'm you, one of bro. the people that did not stick it through. Props to I you. I don't know bro. about all that. I genuinely think biology is the easiest science major out there. Chemistry, Are physics. Are you kidding me? I've I remember taking intro to bio, like AP bio in high school. We took it together. Thing. But freaking intro to bio <laughs> freshman year made me seriously question if I was cut out for pre-med because I was like, this yeah. is basic science. Why am I failing this exam? No, same. And I also like I didn't do AP Bio or AP Chem when I before That's I came a hard to transition. college, and so I literally had no biology knowledge, and I was getting the stupidest questions wrong. You can ask Iman; she used to make fun of me. Dude, didn't you like mess up something with the mitochondria? You messed yes, up something with the mitochondria. I did. I, I did. The question was: Was what's the difference? between animal cell and a plant cell. Really and she out here saying that question. animal cell has a cell wall. Yeah, that's what it was. No. That's what it was. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that should just show you how the much cameras. I did not want to do biology. 
another funny story that Iman just never tells anybody is Iman and Shreya. They actually met. Oh my God. Iman doesn't tell the story to anybody, but Zalak. I do because I pride myself for this one. So they met at orientation and um, me and Shreya had been messaging each other on Facebook before. So we had become very close. We were FaceTiming. We basically had a long distance relationship. Um, And so when Shreya was like, oh, I met, I met a friend at orientation. I was like, okay, cool. Who is this friend? She added me to a call with her. And later on, I find out that this entire time, Iman, which was Listen, girl dude, in the I, call. I vividly remember this call. We're all talking and Zelak like has to leave. And she leaves and Iman looks at me and she's like, this is like one of Iman's catchphrase. She's like, Ami, what you doing? She's like, who <laughs> is this girl? And why? She's like, I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't want to be friends with her. I don't want to see her face when I set foot on campus. Like, who is she and why is she trying to get in the group? Like, yeah, I just said there was no more room. Like, that's it. I don't want her. She's not an OG. And five years later, here we are still besties. So, well, 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 how the turntables. (laughs) No, literally. Also, just out there, I'm a huge Office fan. So, I'm going to throw in uh references office references i love that show i don't like all the twitter hate for it i think it's a good time to touch upon the million dollar question of why medicine uh i think for me it really started when i was in middle school i had really bad acne uh it was to the point where i just never really wanted to look at myself i was very insecure and it was just that age you know uh Mm -hmm. no one around me had acne either I was the only one. So other students in class would just- How you know, old were you? Me. Like 12, 13? 12, 12, 11, 12, around that time. That's when it hit really bad. I would try different things like proactive and like do research, whatever. And then finally I went to a dermatologist and he gave me like, you know, antibiotics. And, and then you fell in love with him and you were like, I want- Literally, job. I told him, I was like, I want to become a doctor. And I still remember he laughed and he was like, yeah, well, it's really hard to get there. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You were in middle school. Like, Crushed your yeah, dreams. Uh-huh. Like, real quick. <laughs> Imagine but, if you could go back to that dermatologist right now and be like. I really wanted to, but he stopped practicing. He doesn't work there anymore because I searched it up, but he's he's not there anymore. Um, I wish Take I could go back in time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. New York City, Queens, best dermatologist. Oh, God. New York City rep. I am from New York City, born and raised. I'm from Queens, Regal Park. Anyways, Zalak, you want to talk about your aha moment? So my aha moment was when I was very young. I was about five years old. Basically, my grandfather, he had passed away from a tumor. And I was very young. I didn't really understand what was going on, but I have vivid memories of the time. And every time after that, I heard any kind of like ambulance noises or anything hospital related. I always wondered what happened, how did it happen, and you know if there was anything that I could do in the future to help out people like that, and not just people with tumors, but anybody with any sort of health problems. And so as I grew older, I just was just very curious about the human body. And the more I found out about it, the more I fell in love with the intricacies. And so I 
feel like just going through all of those experiences and exposing myself to the field of medicine at an early age um, made me want to keep going. So, yeah. I think one thing that's great and also one thing that kind of sucks over the last couple of years is a lot of people have those, you know, I was little, I was five, I was six, I was seven. And like, that's when I knew. And maybe it's because it's become so oversaturated or people who help out with personal statements and applying to medical school and tell us your aha moment are like, that's too cliche. And so then people, you know, try, if that it really is their aha moment, they still try to find something else because they don't want to be quote unquote basic. But like, if that's your story, if that is your reason, own it. Because if it's genuine and it's real, it will take you so far. And I think that's what yeah. I like with Zelda because that is a very cliche story, but it was, you know, it had real. Yeah, people. that's like it. That's what yeah. happened. And that's why I wanted to do medicine. And like, even my my mom told me this other story about my grandfather, which I like to tell people like I like to tell the med school um, admissions because it has a lot to do with me wanting to have like really good communication with patients because mm -hmm. I had another family member that's in India who did not have that interpersonal communication that physicians should have with their patients. And because of that, he unfortunately lost his life. And those kind of things just make me very upset because I'm like, those are small things that shouldn't be happening when you're treating a patient. So it's like yeah. wanting to kind of make that change is very important. And as cliche as it sounds, it's like, that's where I want to, that's my inspiration and that's what keeps me going. And that's what's gotten me here to this point. I mean, yeah, I just wanted to add on something. Sorry, Trey, for cutting no, you off. Um, something that I just wanted to add was on top of communication, seeing someone that looks like you in medicine, I think is also very important. Mm -hmm. Someone that actually represents you. The fact that we're trying to increase the number of female physicians that are out there, that's really important. Seeing female physicians of color, really important. Yeah, and agree women have their own personal issues that they want to discuss and you would like to go to a female physician or someone that's a female in healthcare that you can yeah. discuss these issues with so it just makes you feel more comfortable and the other thing with communication that i think is really important is if you come from another country if your parents come from another country and you're able to speak a language really hold on to that that is so important connecting with people yeah. through languages because I've met lots of people that speak Urdu and Hindi. And when I speak to them, they get really excited. Even Bangla, I really, I don't speak it that well. I don't even speak it fluently. But I say one line to them and they get so excited. Like, I found someone who's like me. It's and literally, I can they're like that. the smallest things, things that yeah. you think won't make a difference. But to the person in front of you, it could mean the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although just like sitting there and listening to somebody makes the biggest difference too. Like yeah. there, you know, there's so many people that will come in and want, they just want you to listen to them. So it's very important that you do that. And surprisingly, there's a lot of people who don't experience that when they go to the physician's office. So those mm -hmm. kind of things, it's like, we need to Yeah, make and I think, so like, you know, wanting to be heard, wanting to see someone who looks like you, has your background in this field, is a huge thing. And so adding on to that list is having the skill set, I guess you could call it, to being able, being able to read the room. 
I think as a physician, that is a very important quality to have. And I think that kind of is a perfect segue for me to talk about like my aha moment. I had no idea. I'm applying to college my senior year of high school, and I do not know what I want to do in college. I kid you not, every college I applied to, I applied for something different. So I'm applying to business at some schools. I'm applying to biomedical engineering at other schools. I'm applying to a psych degree at another school. And honestly, at UT, I'd initially applied as a business major. And I think a week and a half of having my... I didn't know that. Yeah, a week and a half of having my application submitted, they gave you like a time frame where you could still go in and change your major. And I it's don't know so what you're thinking about that. Like the fact that you could have been a business major. I could have been like, a business we major. We only know you as someone who's wanting, who's wanted to do medicine. So like the yeah. fact that you did go in and you applied as a business major is crazy to me. And I, I can't remember a real reason or a solid reason why I went in and switched to Nero. I was just, I opened up the UT portal and I was like, mm, I'm going to switch my major. And at this point, you know, I'm still not clear what I want to do. I'm like, I could be a business major. I could be a science major. I could be a freaking engineer. I was like, oh, whatever happens, it happens for a reason. I got my acceptance from a couple of schools, one for business, one for Nero at UT and a, and a couple others. And then I was like, okay, now I just need to decide which college I want to admit to. Come like second semester of senior year, it's March, it's spring break. And I'm from Houston, where we'd have the rodeo every year. Me and my best friend, uh, my childhood friend, we have a tradition. Our families go together every single year. We haven't missed it. Uh, or we hadn't missed it at that point because uh, we were both still in high school. So it like worked out. And the morning of, uh, my dad's on his normal morning walk. And my mom's, you know, calling him because it's getting kind of late and we need to leave. And she calls, a police officer picks up and it's just downhill from there for like the next couple of days. Uh, basically, my dad had a cardiac arrest or underwent cardiac arrest uh, while he was jogging. And he, they put him into like an induced coma. They had no idea how long he had been without oxygen for. And we spent the next 72 hours in the hospital my mom just kind of shut down my sister was 12 at the time and we kind of kept this from her for a bit because we were like she's young we don't i i was like i don't know how to break this to her my i think my peak aha moment for why medicine was they had just brought my dad in to the er hadn't transferred him to the icu yet and he's just you know on that bed kind of lifeless they had brought back, you know, they got his heart beating again. So he was kind of having little spasms every couple of seconds. And he has like tubes going in and he has a thousand wires attached to him. And looking up to the way I have to my dad, seeing him in a state like that was horrible. And seeing my mom's reaction to that was even worse. Like she was just clearly not functioning. And the ER doctor who comes in seems to completely be blind to the fact that this woman is an emotional wreck right in front of him. She's not responding. She is shaking. And he's just going on and on about, we have no idea how long he, he went without oxygen. He could wake up with permanent brain damage. He could wake up paralyzed. He could wake up with a speech impediment. We have no idea. And I'm, I'm like 18. You know, I'm still a kid. I'm like standing there looking at him just like, can you not read the damn room? Are you really that blind? Like, I know you're doing your job and you're telling us what we need to know, but 
have some empathy, have some compassion. Like this is not the way to do it. So I think that's what solidified it for me and call it fate or what you will. But switching to neuro and then having all of this happen was those two things happening, you know, relatively well near each other was enough for me to be like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So also a bit of a cliche, but if it's your story, it's your story. So yeah, no, exactly. And like, I know that that's, that's a hard thing for you to talk about. And I'm, I applaud you for that. And going through that must have been very difficult. Like I can't even imagine. And one thing that I think a lot of um, physicians or even just people that work in healthcare tend to forget is that, yeah, there's a patient, but there's also a patient's family. Like the caregivers are just as important because they are also going through emotional distress. So you have exactly. to be catering to everybody that's in the situation, um, whether it, like it could be in a different way, but you still have to cater to everybody in the situation. Um, and the fact that your mom was completely dismissed while she was going through that is unacceptable and that shouldn't have happened. I honestly have to like, just sitting and hearing everyone's like why medicine moment. Again, we're friends. We've been friends for like five years now we're on the same path but like all Look of our us. all of our Look journeys just to like getting here yeah. are so unique and so like i don't know it blows they're all me. different and that's like the best part about this is just we all have our own journeys but we're all in the same spot so it's yeah. it's it's an amazing thing actually i and just having jumps. when yeah. i was when i was growing up i thought i was going to become a hairdresser I also thought I was going to get my PhD in mathematics from Harvard. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what little Iman was going through, but now I'm here. I think little Shreya was just strolling through life absolutely mindless. I did not think about what I wanted to do. I was just like, yeah, I, I was the complete opposite. I have a very type A personality and all my friends know this. Like mm -hmm. I am very, um, she will make Google docs for anything and everything yeah like I itineraries love down like i will do it for you if you need me to do an itinerary yeah i got you she's very you organized know? if there's um, a trooper yeah. in the group that is zelik hands down <laughs> yes. <without a> doubt. <laughs> i think our most recent experience of that was we just did a girl's trip to florida in january and we get there thursday night friday we do a full day of activities and we had plans, we had a reservation for brunch at like 11, 11.30 Saturday morning. And we didn't come home until like four, three or four on Friday night. And if it wasn't for Zeluk, I promise you the remaining like five or six of us would have stayed in bed, missed that reservation. But Zeluk was like up and at them at 9.30. She got everyone out of bed. She got everyone ready. And we made it to brunch. At 11 we did yeah. i was we like everyone needs to them. get up we need to do this because you're only here for three days we don't have all the time to just sleep i'm all about making memories and having good time you can sleep later you can rest later yeah that's together, literally what she told us just you're like this time isn't gonna come back we need yeah, to make the most of exactly. it right now you need to make the most of any every time that you have and i think covid taught me that one because me and shreya we waited till our senior year to do a oh, lot of stuff. God. We didn't go to a single UT game. ACL, we haven't done that. There's a lot of Still things that, that people do in Austin that we saved for our senior year because we were like, okay, we'll be more free and it'll be more relaxing, like just time to have fun and make more memories. And then COVID came along and we didn't get to do any of that. 
So now I'm like, all right, memories are important. Anytime we have, I will not be taking it for granted. Yet. And I think that's really important to remember, even as a pre-med student, you can have fun. Like Yo. there's a way to balance it out. Like everybody before entering college, you think that, oh my God, I'm a pre-med. I don't have time for anything. I need to do this research, this club, need to get straight A's, have a 4.0, a 528 on my MCAT. I don't know. Like, no, 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 no. You need to have a life outside of school. And we'll definitely you know? be talking about like MCATs and just like yeah. life and mental health tips in future episodes for sure. So you guys can get a little more on that. But because yeah. listen, I may have been pre-met, but I had my good share of fun. <laughs> I think we team. all did. We all did. We um, I have I have zero regrets. Zero, dude. I, I love that regrets. school. I loved my time there. I love the friends I made. The city is just I've absolutely fallen in love with it. And no city, no place on earth will ever honestly take the place of Austin, Texas. I miss it so much. I miss it so much. So one of the last topics that we want to touch on for today's episode is being a woman in medicine. Another fun fact, the three of us are the first female physicians in our family. How do you guys feel about that? That makes me feel really good. <laughs> it's a nice feeling knowing that like we are the first i just want all of the younger the younger generations in my family to come to me and ask me questions because i i want to invite them with open arms like yes pursue stem like you can do this i did it you can do this too yeah exactly yeah. my sister she's younger than me and like at all my cousins on my mom's side they're younger than me and so Gujarati, so yeah, I have a huge family, huge family. So when I say the first in my family, I'm talking about like my mom's siblings and my dad's siblings. And my mom's on my mom's side, I'm the oldest. And two of my cousins that are um, going into college or are in college, plus my sister, they're all pre-med. And so they constantly will ask me questions. And it feels really nice to be able to like give them answers to these questions. And not only that. Being the first uh, woman in, in medicine, we did this on our own. Navigating what pre-med really is, what you have to do, the freaking like stress and workload and just also yeah. desperately wanting a life outside of my freaking textbooks and classes. That wasn't easy. Like, yes, we had, I think all of us had people we could turn to, mm -hmm. friends who were older than us, friends who were going through the same thing as us, who were more than willing to help like, like I have family members too that you know you yeah. could have yeah like Zelig's yeah. like Zelig has like her mom's first cousin <laughs> so many people <laughs> like yes you have them but going through it yourself and not yeah. having someone directly to look up to for guidance or knowing okay am I doing the right thing here am I doing the wrong thing here props to us because that wasn't easy yeah we did it and now you know going forward whoever turns to us for help or like you know wants to know our journey we have like a, like our personal experiences to give them and i think that's something no one can take away from also the three of us we've been friends for four years and we had each other um that we were going through this journey together and shrey and i lived together for four years iman 
basically she would live at our place i sometimes lived at her place like you know we were <laughs> basically roommates too so um having that and then iman left us and yeah, then and iman left us and i cried that i can't story. believe that day zalak just she came into my dorm the day that i found out and I told her, and she was like, yeah, haha, you're not. Like, oh, like, I got into Columbia. I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't even apply. Like, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and she was like, no, like, I just got the acceptance letter. And I was like, what are you talking about? What acceptance letter? You didn't apply. Like, this, you're lying to me. And she was like, no, read this. So I looked at the letter, and it was actually an acceptance letter. And I kid you not tears just started falling yeah. I, that was my first reaction i literally had nothing to say i was just crying and she was just staring at me and i was like give me a hug <laughs> please i need it <laughs> and then she left us for two years but it's okay <laughs> also i just realized that we're all the oldest like oldest siblings in our family oh that's true that's true so i think like that is also another thing where we didn't have as much guidance in that aspect because there's not really like a sibling older sibling to look up mm -hmm. to distant yeah. family distant family distant friends that you're you know you have around you and i could have gone to like so many people and i did go to some people for it but it's just really hard you know being the oldest especially with like having family that didn't grow up here they don't really understand the application process yet because they're not in medicine and so with all of our families i feel like that was a common trend is um it took a while for us to kind of how our parents get used to the process and our parents get used to like what the pre-med journey is and get them acclimated to college while also being a pre-med student we really broke their bank didn't we <laughs> oh my we did. gosh we did. applying to med school is so expensive i talk to my uncles about this all the time so um just kind of again touching up touching on what um Zalik was saying so both of my uncles, they are doctors, but they studied in Pakistan. So studying in Pakistan and becoming a doctor, the journey is a bit different because you're going to go straight from high school and then you start, or mm -hmm. I think, yeah, straight from high yeah, school. Yeah, that's how it is. And yeah. you start um, medical school there. It's so like it's that in India different. too. Exactly. It's the same way. So it's very different. And um, yeah, I would turn to them for help. And they also pushed me. They supported me throughout it all. They would uh, help me with interview prep. They would buy me books. I actually have a Frank Netter book of human anatomy from 2016 that my uncle gave me as support or to show his like motivation, motivation, motivation. That's the word. Yeah. Now I tell my brother that, you know, hey, if you want to pursue medicine, you have a direct source. Like I just went through the process. Mm -hmm. And our parents saw how it was with me. Now they're going to know how to guide you. My uncles yeah. saw how I went through with it. So we're all going to be a support system for you now. Exactly. Because now we've understood what applying to medical school looks like. Yeah. My I parents saw me go through it and they turned to my sister and they were like, don't you dare. <laughs> you go be a business major, an engineer, go start earning as soon as you graduate do not do this and my sister's like you don't have to tell me twice yeah my mom asks me this all the time even like as a senior she's like are you sure are mm -hmm. you sure that you want to do this my mom's like is it too late to yeah switch to engineering or business oh my god it she'll she'll always be like getting a job right away is like the most convenient thing that's and I was like that's very true it is but i just cannot see myself doing 
anything Same. about medicine. And I think nothing else. It's very important that we have that drive and we actually mm-hmm. really want to do it. Like we're not doing this because some external factor is telling us, hey, become a doctor. That's what yeah. you're meant for. I'm we like know doing- that's what we're meant for and that's what we're doing. All right. So I think that's all the time we have for our first episode. Thank you guys for listening if you stuck through all the way to the end because we're also very new to this. So we're just kind of going with the flow and doing the best we can. If you guys have any questions about literally anything, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram, which is at the doctor says, and we would be more than happy to answer any and all of your questions through that Instagram. You can also find our personal Instagrams if there's something you want to specifically ask each of us about whatever it is that related with you. So our next episode will be released in two weeks. We'll be talking about what we all did in our gap years. So make sure to hit the follow for this podcast so that you follow, can follow like subscribe whatever it is on spotify i have yet yes. to figure it out we'll do it <laughs> yeah I, I think it's follow for a podcast so you hit there might be other options too. just you know hit them all if you want <laughs> but um yeah so so once again thank you guys so much for tuning into our first episode and we will see you next time bye all right bye guys bye